Hey there, it's Alex and Laura. Today we're bringing you a preview of another podcast we enjoy. It's called The Last Archive. On The Last Archive, journalist and Harvard historian Jill Lepore investigates the history of truth, the lack thereof. It's about how we've arrived at the current fake news moment, and it's about how we know what we know, and why it seems these days as if we can't agree on anything at all. And like we do here on The Politics of Everything, The Last Archive looks at how truth intersects with culture and politics. This season, Jill's telling stories about common knowledge, from high school juries ruling on the truthfulness of political ads, to the revolutionary cloud scientist who predicted the future of weather. In this preview, she explores one of the roots of human knowledge, the encyclopedia. And not just the encyclopedia, but how the idea of it has grown to information sharing via sites like Wikipedia. She's joined by librarian and Wikipedia super editor Jessamine West to discuss what's great about Wikipedia and what's not so great about it. Okay, here's the clip. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. You can hear the full episode and more from The Last Archive wherever you get your podcasts. Wikipedia, a terrible encyclopedia, but except for all the other ones, you know, it's, it's that same kind of problem. Jessamine West is a librarian and a Wikipedia super editor. She's got the best vantage on what's great about Wikipedia and what's still tricky about it. Because, I mean, you know, think about democracy, right? Like, democracy slowly gets better, but it used to be women couldn't vote, people of color couldn't vote, and now they can. And is democracy fixed? No, but it's better. You know, and, and, and you still have to kind of fight for it all the time, and that's the struggle. Wikipedia relies on volunteer editors, which means it's only as good as the volunteers. Early on, a lot of the volunteers were guys who were online all the time, a certain sort of geek. So for a long time, for years, nearly everyone writing articles was a man, an English speaker, and white. Just like the people who wrote the Encyclopedia Britannica, except maybe with fewer advanced degrees. And some of these Wikipedia guys were either creepy or juvenile or both. Not all of them, of course. But there were these crazy dark alleys where some guys wrote endless entries about stuff that interested really only them. Porn stars and Pokemon is essentially, you know, you want to see some really good Wikipedia pages? Look at those. These first-generation Wikipedians, like every Wikipedian, were also editors vetting new content, especially content posted by people who were new to Wikipedia. Editors are great. But these guys, they were not always great editors. Still, the editing eventually got a lot better. Also, Wikipedia developed new rules, requiring citation. I think really... The footnote saved Wikipedia. I once submitted an entry about a dead and long-forgotten poet. It took nearly a year for my submitted entry to clear all the editorial hurdles. I loved that. I was a new Wikipedian and hadn't been tried and tested yet. I loved that people all over the world fixed up my article, challenged my citations, and made it better. Jessamine West has been a Wikipedian for so long, and her articles are so good, that she earned a kind of promotion— you can get this weird little status that's called uh, what, what's called auto-patrolled, which means when you make an article, you write an article, you write an article from scratch, it doesn't have to go through a whole bunch of hoops before it's kind of live on Wikipedia and everybody can see it, um, which means that it doesn't go through what I see as the dude gauntlet of people who are like, this lady scientist isn't important. And you're like, your opinion, sir, may be the part here 
that isn't important. The dude gauntlet. That kind of thing raised a lot of questions about who was doing what on Wikipedia. Scholars started studying it quantitatively and concluded that over the first 10 years of Wikipedia, 1% of its contributors were responsible for nearly 80% of its content. But is that at all surprising? I don't think so. Wikipedia is so huge that to write good articles and make good edits, it's just going to make sense that a very tiny fraction of Wikipedia users are doing most of that work. That's not okay when that tiny fraction is the dude gauntlet, a group of people who have in common not that they are good editors, but that they are men. But what if that tiny fraction is a broadly diverse group of people? West is especially proud of a Wikipedia project called Women in Red. If there's a link that goes to somebody who's not in Wikipedia yet, it's a red link. And then once that link goes to an active page, it's blue. And so Women in Red is like, let's look at all these women who have red links and let's write articles about them. And it's a huge project. People are writing, you know, dozens of pages about women every day on Wikipedia. The way West thinks about Wikipedia, it's like, we're just in this sweet spot here in 2022 where this is actually working. For all the misinformation and insanity on Facebook and YouTube and TikTok and whatnot, Wikipedia, in this iteration anyway, is actually working. During the whole of the pandemic, for instance, it was just an incredibly reliable source of information about COVID. And I think mainly because it requires citation, because it favors reliable sources, because it's constantly updated, because it can be corrected. West is eloquent on the subject of embracing imperfection, of knowing that figuring out what's true and what's not is endless work. You can't take shortcuts. There's always going to be people who sort of crab about things. And I think you see that on any topic. And so some of it's just deciding about your outlook. Some of it's deciding how you want to get involved if it's a way that is useful for you. And some of it is, I think, the scales fall from your eyes, understanding that everything's imperfect. But if you can understand how a thing is imperfect, that allows you to make the corrections using your own human brain and your own human eyeballs to get the knowledge out of it that you want. A few years back, Jessamine West solved something known as the neckbeard hoax. Oh my God, I love this story so much. Online, citing Wikipedia, people started quoting something Louisa May Alcott had said, trash-talking Henry David Thoreau. Allegedly, Alcott had said to Ralph Waldo Emerson, Thoreau's neckbeard will most assuredly deflect amorous advances and preserve the man's virtue in perpetuity. So, neckbeard, right? It's a derogatory term for, you know, a, a, a type of internet man, uh, or internet beard haver, sorry, um, that you know, you've got this weird kind of slobby beard and it probably implies a whole bunch of things about you is the is the kind of internet zeitgeist about it. Um, and a lot of people would bolster their negative opinions of neckbeard havers by saying that um, Louisa May Alcott used to dish on Thoreau's neckbeard. They'd always provide some kind of a citation because they had to. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. It doesn't seem, that sounds weird. And so I I looked, because it's Wikipedia, right? I was like, well, where does that fact come from? Drop down to the bottom. Comes from some 16-volume Emerson 
collection of letters. I was like, oh God, this is the worst. But I was like, okay, I bet I can find that online, probably. So she did what any good researcher, any good archivist, good librarian, good citizen would do. She tried to find a reliable, original source for this quote. She called up scholars, other archivists, other librarians, Emerson experts. No Alcott on Thoreau's neckbeard. Wherever she looked, she couldn't find it. I'm like, that's not there. So she went back to Wikipedia. And then I went looking to like, who made that edit, which you can find, and what other edits they made. Like two or three kind of jokey BS edits, like around the same time, and then they were never seen on Wikipedia again. And that quote was like an internet darling for years, years, because people love it, right? Because it reinforces feelings or stereotypes that they already have. And so I was just like, well, heck with this, went into the page, deleted that sentence, you know, wrote a little edit summary, which is another part of Wikipedia where you can tell why you did what you did. And I was like, this never happened. Never happened. So she corrected it, defended the neckbeards. Wikipedia in the end is, I think, exactly what Encyclopedia Britannica wanted to be. At least at first, the perfect instrument of the Enlightenment, the universal diffusion of knowledge through the collective exercise of human reason and the enthusiasm for discovery, observation, discernment, and judgment. I asked Myron Taxman about it. Do you use Wikipedia? Oh, oh, constantly. A matter of fact, I just gave them a donation. They're always, (laughs) you know, I, I like Wikipedia, actually. I use Wikipedia constantly, too, and like Myron Taxman, full disclosure, I donate. I also worry it can't last, because it does cost a lot to keep it going. Servers, people's labor, and yet it's still free. And so I worry it'll get screwed up, because so much that involves so many people so often gets screwed up. But I'm grateful that, for now anyway, it's amazing. I learned on Wikipedia's Sewing Needle page that for centuries... Japan has celebrated something called the Festival of Broken Needles, Harikuyo, where people lay their broken needles to rest with thanks. According to Wikipedia's entry about it, Harikuyo began 400 years ago as a way for housekeepers and professional needleworkers to acknowledge their work over the past years and respect their tools. Practitioners went to Shinto shrines and Buddhist temples to thank their broken needles for their help and service. So I guess this episode, this whole season of The Last Archive, really, is a kind of festival of broken needles. My chance to say prayers of thanks for all the Wikipedians and their tools, their facts and rules and sources and footnotes and talk pages and edit pages, and prayers of thanks to everyone else who's doing this good work with their tools. Teachers, librarians, farmers, scientists, stitching together with their needles, the fabric of common knowledge. That was a preview of The Last Archive from Pushkin Industries. Hear more from The Last Archive wherever you get your podcasts.